You're listening to Everyday Humanity. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Mel Trotter's Everyday Humanity podcast. This is episode three of season two, and my name is Dennis. I'm one of the co-hosts here, and uh, Beth is not here with us today. She's enjoying some well-deserved time off. But if you listened to our podcast last week, uh, you know that our guest was Adrian Goodstall, um, who has a really long title at Mel Trotter that I can't even <laughs> begin to repeat. Um, but you heard a lot about her story, and today she's sitting in as a guest host for us. And um, we are really excited about this episode because um, the guest that we have today is just um, uh, one of the most caring individuals, but not only a caring individual, um, somebody that actually gets things done. Um, so we're really excited just for you to hear a bit from him. But I'm going to turn it over to Adrian and ask you to introduce our guest. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, nothing like getting thrown into the <laughs> into the, the ring there. I did last my week first. Was prep yes, for you. I yeah. did my first session, you know, last uh, last week and here we are so but super excited um, to have our special guest with us today um, we have Michigan House representative Tommy Brian um, he has been a representative of the 77th district which includes Byron Township in the city of Wyoming and he's held right. that seat since 2016 yep. um, just a few accolades for him. He sits on the House of Appropriations Committee, and he's the chair of the Military and Veterans Affairs, as well as the State Police Subcommittee. Um, Tommy has not only been a leader, um, you know, at, at the at the state, um, but he's been a leader in our West Michigan community for decades. He opened his first restaurant at the age of 19, which I did not know that wow. you were that young. That is amazing. Thank you. Um, you're an author and a songwriter. We won't have you sing, but maybe. Well, let's not make problems. <laughs> Promises. We might yeah, have them yeah, sing. Right. <laughs> a writer, not singer. Right. Um, and you currently own and operate Brands Restaurant. And anybody who's listening knows Brands Restaurant and hopefully has eaten there many times. Well, thank you. Um, and let's let's not forget the most important piece that I learned about you. You've been married to your wife for 47 years. Yeah, 48 wow. years. 48, 48 years now. Yeah, so. Seems, uh, Good, Gosh. good human being. Congratulations yeah. on that. So how do I know Tommy and get the privilege of um, interviewing him today? I've gotten to know him over the years because of his passion and his commitment to ensuring those experiencing homelessness are well served. We'll get into that a little bit more sure. as, as mm -hmm. we go. But, um, you know, you're, you're, you're an advocate to fight to, to end homelessness and not just put a Band-Aid on it. And we just so appreciate all that work. Um, so let's, without sure. further ado, let's <laughs> dive into it. And I just want to welcome you, um, you. Representative Brand, for sharing your time with us. And My honor. Yeah. So let's go. So for the audience that's listening, right, how does one go from owning and operating restaurants to say, you know what, I'm going to throw my hat into the political ring. So can you t share with us, like, how and why you felt called to to become, um, you know, part of the political office? I'm um, sure. Well, I'm a... You know, I own a small business, so small business, I, want, I think small business is really the backbone of our state and our country. Hmm. And I wanted to go in there representing small business because I saw what sometimes the state would do to small business as far as regulations and taxes and just wanted to stick up for small business. But then once I got there, I um, 
took on other fights, which is, um, I mean, being a restaurant owner, you can do more than one thing at one time. You have to. I mean, I can deliver a Sizzler and go back and tap a Pepsi. So so I, I took on um, homelessness, and um, and I took it on because I remember my dad at St. Andrew's Church going in there and giving a dollar to somebody that needed some money. And he just, and he, I remember him saying, I just don't understand why we have homelessness in this great country. Mm. Yes. And I never forgot that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and that was what I was going to ask. Like, you know, what caused you to, to put that in your heart, right? To really want to care for the homeless, and mm-hmm. and it started as a young boy seeing your family, right? Um, really going and reaching out to the marginalized communities, and and so I'm going to kind of segue because I was going to save this for later, but I think it's a great story, and I love the story. Can you share with us? And this is one of the things I so appreciate about you as a legislator that you are proximate to the causes that you fight for, um, and so the story that you and your staffers decided, hey, if we're going to know what it means to fight for homelessness, we need to walk in their shoes a little bit. Can you share the story how you guys decided to spend a few nights in Lansing? <laughs> oh, sure. Um, well, it was uh, it was uh, Brandon, my, my staff, and I, um, there was an opportunity we could stay overnight in, in a, this type of weather. I'm actually colder than this. Um, and we met with the homeless coalition, and they gave us. We had some other state reps, Democrats and Republicans. I was only Republican there, proud to represent our party, mm-hmm. and just proud to represent, you know, my district. But what we did, we stayed overnight in front of the um, city hall in sleeping bags, and um, I think my wife was trying to get rid of me because she gave me a <laughs> sleeping bag that was 40 degrees and over. Oh, but um, but I I think um, homeless people are. I mean, they're they're sometimes like Navy SEALs because mm-hmm. I t- I tell you um, I dress warmly and everything, but I had to get up and actually walk around the city of Lansing and get in one of those little heat vents that right. goes out there. Mm-hmm. I did that a couple times. Um, I'm not gonna mislead you. I actually bought, went to the liquor store to buy a little whiskey to have. To, yep. That doesn't really help you, but I think psychologically it helps you. But yeah. doesn't help yeah. you keep you warm. And I, I tussled, and it was it was a rough night for me. And I made it, um, um, and I'm proud I made it. But um, it was rough, and um, what they go through, and homelessness actually, it just made it even more more of a fight for me. Yeah, that that is amazing mm-hmm. that you would do that. And you know, I, I've been finding I've been at Mel Trotter now for ten years, and um, I found that it's made me in some ways very thankful. Because and thankful for things that I used to take for granted, right? Because because you were just describing, you had this one night that was really hard, mm-hmm. but the next night you and I and, and Adrian, we all had a home to go back exactly. to. Exactly, yeah. you know. And what would it be like if you didn't have a home? And it's so easy to judge, like when you see somebody on the street with a bottle. But you're exactly yeah. right. It's it's going to make it feel better. Mm-hmm. It's not going to actually make you warmer, but it will make it feel better and maybe help get you through the night. It so, did, yeah. man. To to for you to do that and experience that. Um, I know it impacted you in, in your role in Lansing. Mm-hmm. It did. Um, it was really a experience, and um, and and thing. Here's what politics is. How politics is so crazy, because during that they gave us some Voss water, which is really high class water. So <laughs> right. I, I just put it. It was in my background. We could, we took a shot to show our constituents about homes and homelessness. And sure enough, somebody said, "Oh wow, you're really living a high life because Voss oh, water." So gosh, oh, no. that, that's how politics works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're we're just trying to do the right thing. Then I was called on. 
because I had bottled water, but they, the, the homeless shelter is one that gave it to us. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh yeah, so that shelter had some yeah. good water. That's right. Yeah, That's right. and they had cardboard, so you could make your own cardboard. But mm-hmm. we just, um, Brandon and I, just each yard had our sleeping bags, and Brandon's sleeping bag, he slept like a log, and and then the fire department um, about three in the morning came and woke me up because they were going to fire. So. Right. We Did li- they know that it was you? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. Tommy Bram they're, pops they're up. They're like, the what? A bit. <laughs> yeah, they were doing their job, which oh, um, they're, they're the heroes, too, also. Yes. So, But uh, homeless people. And then the same time, another uh, year later, we went to um, to visit homeless people that that actually want to stay outside, sadly. Yep. And mm-hmm. Dennis explained this to me when I asked a question, that they really want to stay outside. And um, we tried to, I, and I actually understood now after staying, we tried to wake one up, and we went with the homeless um, experts, of course, like Dennis and, and you, and then, but they didn't, I, I, I actually, I, I'm thinking, I know why, why that person didn't want to wake up. If you're, once you're warm, you just want to stay right there and don't yes. move. Yep. And I, I learned that from a, just one night. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. And and again, right? I mean, it just it's a testament to to you, you know, and having the heart to really learn, right? So that you can make the change. Um, and it's true, right? People, for a variety of reasons, choose to not come inside, and we know that. Um, and I that's know. you know, and but they're resilient. I think that's the thing. You know, people, yeah. the homeless community is so resilient and so resourceful. Um, and and I think people often kind of have such a mis- misperception of of you know who they mm-hmm. are and what their abilities and capabilities are. So yeah, um, so I want to kind of uh, you know dovetail into um, just uh, some of the achievements and some of the advocacy work that you've done. Yes. Um, to really support uh, the work that's being done on the ground, right, for emergency shelter and things like that. Um, and one of those key pieces that you've done over the years is really push for an increase for our emergency shelter program. Um, and for readers, or readers, listeners, listeners you're not reading, <laughs> um, for listeners that, that, you know, just to give a background on what that is, that is um, state-funded dollars that gets pushed into the communities to emergency shelters to help them support the work that they're doing at emergency shelter. and for years, it has been our our state dollars um, in in the per diem that we get has been so so minimal compared to what other um, communities are mm-hmm. receiving. And by the good work that uh, Representative Brand has done, we've seen an increase over the years. But can you just kind of talk to me a little bit about like why you latched onto that and how you really pushed that through? Um, well, sure, of course. I mean, it's I mean, I'm at, I went on appropriations. Appropriations is. Um, of course, the state money, and at that time, I think our budget was like 60 billion, um, which some of it's federal. But but we have about 11.8 billion at that time, 12 billion. It's up. It's up now, um, at at that time to work with. And so I just asked our being on probes. I asked our probes chair for to get a dollar more per betting, and. Um, and lame duck is wild. I mean, lame, <laughs> we were up two in the morning making, you know, lame duck is not always bad because I got that dollar through lame duck. And okay. I didn't even know I got it until January when um, when when somebody said congratulations. But congratulations not just to me but to your taxpayers, to any taxpayer. So you're the ones are the heroes, right. not, not me. But we got it up to – I've been fighting for it, and we got up to $19 yeah. now. The average is $26 throughout the country, 
Um, New York is $72. I've actually looked into New York more. They actually got a bill, and I'm going to try to... I know I can't get this bill through, but I'm going to try to do like a... You know, like you have a Budweiser and you got Bud Light. And I'm going to try to do like a Bud Light bill on this. (laughs) And this bill actually um, sort of mandates um, to take care of homelessness, this bill does. So I'm going to look into that seriously as far as getting like a a maybe where where they have to look at every year um, that um, $16, $17, $18 per per year and just look into it. and, and, And if the budget is permissible... Just up, keep up on it every year, and that's what sort of New York does. They, there's there's seventy two dollars per betting, and wow. that was years ago. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and and um, I'm sorry, Adrian, but I think it's so you're you're making a really good point about, or, or the point that we we believe in strongly, and we try and make is that there are solutions, there are answers to homelessness. We ser- we can make an incredible dent in homelessness, um, and we always say the way. The best way to do that is for the entire community to come together. Mm-hmm. Public funding, private funding, churches, business owners, foundations, ministries, nonprofits, the government. And when we all come together and pour, pool our resources together, we actually can make a huge mm-hmm. difference. I mean, Tommy, the, the, what you fought for to get us to $19 per person per bed per night, um, that actual money has been used for Mel Trotter to hire more caseworkers to work with the people that are coming in off the street. And because of that, we're seeing more and more people leave homelessness forever. And if we didn't have that funding, we couldn't hire that caseworker and we couldn't make a difference in that person's life. So I just just am so um, impressed by um, not only how you, I guess for lack of a better word, how you get it, but how you just... um, in your own style and your own personality, help your colleagues in Lansing to understand it too, and then get this passed. Because yeah. that couldn't have been easy. Um, no, you just keep. I just get DHHS, which is um, got sixteen point eight billion dollars. That's where we got got the homeless right. money. Mm-hmm. And Chairman Whiteford has been really. Um, I haven't had, I haven't had to fight for it that much. Chairman mm-hmm. Whiteford's been there for me for the last two two period two periods, and then. Uh, Chair Lady Cox, um, who was head of probes, got for me the first period. So she, they're all, both of them are my heroes. Nice. So, wow. Wow. But I, I heard somebody Great. say um, from Lansing, I won't say who, somebody said, yeah, when we see Tommy Brand walking up to us, we know it's going to be about helping the homeless. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm sure there's a lot worse things that could be said. <laughs> yeah, I actually became known as a dog person, too. But that's because uh, <laughs> I've helped out, um, you know, um, Right, I got now a bill for dog shelters to be more uh, just safer and better Good. in this cold weather. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you, I've done you know when you're a state rep, you can do more than one thing. And we we've passed yes. like um, I passed a tether bill for mm. people out on tethers. They used to have to pay four hundred thirty dollars a month for their tether on their leg. Now it's like sixty dollars a month. They yeah. they weren't they couldn't they were going broke. They couldn't mm-hmm. they couldn't even well, tell you the truth. They'd be homeless because they couldn't right. pay their rent. Right. right. Yep. So um, there's a lot of things you can do if you if you just keep working hard at it. Yeah, yeah. So to that, like, can you share with us what else you're currently working on, or what else you've worked yeah. on, and you know, and again, not just around homelessness, but what you're talking about, right? Like the the tether. I mean, that is all prevention. That's all working with people who are on the marginalized, right? So right. what else have you accomplished um, in, while you've been in office? Well, one of one of my biggest um, 
things that Governor Snyder actually commented on, um, and I, he was a, been to me he was a great go, great governor. Mm. Um, governor Snyder um, passed um, signed a bill for animal cruelty bill, so your animal, which uh, you know I've seen homeless people and it's heartbreaking because they're with their animal. Right. They, I mean, they they want their animal warmer than they they are. And I think mm -hmm. that's so so cool. This, this bill says your animal is your companion, not just a piece of property. And the governor actually commented on that, so I got that passed. Um, wow. I got some um, go, um, Governor Whitmer um, four eight five three um, to give free vital records for um, homeless people for the birth certificates, yes. so they can yeah. get going. So they, I mean, so they, if they don't, they're homelessness because they're lack of money. Yeah. So now they can get free birth certificates, so they can get yes. get a life back together. So That's and the governor Whitmer huge. signed that, and um, I don't, I don't. Bad mouth, um, Governor Whitmer, or my colleagues, because like I, I'm a businessman. I don't buy a balance Outbacks. I don't bad mouth Applebee's. You don't see the GM bad mouth Ford. So I don't bad mouth my colleagues mm. on the other side. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll disagree with them. Yeah. Can I follow up on that? Because um, you know, I mean, it's no secret that in our culture, right? Um, there's a whole lot of people making a whole lot of money on telling us that the Republicans hate the Democrats and the Democrats hate the Republicans and we can't work together and we can't do these sort of things. And whenever I talk to you or whenever I talk to, you know, Adrian and I uh, will go to D.C. Uh, every year and, and meet with people like Congressman Heisinga or Senator Stabenow. And I think whenever we walk away, we go, why isn't anyone telling the story that our politicians, for the most part, are really good people that actually want to do the right thing, and they actually do work together mm -hmm. and respect one another, for the most part, right? And yes. So, so like, what would you say to the listener that's thinking all politics is just corrupt and everybody hates each other? Because mm -hmm. you've gotten things done on both sides of the aisle I've and with people that. from both sides of the aisle. So I don't know where the question is, but I think you know where I'm going. Yeah, I do. Um well, for, like, my wife and I give half our, our legislation salary back to people in need. So it's mm -hmm. not a money thing for us. Yeah. And it's actually not – you make $71,000 and then you get some travel fee. Yeah. So a, a lot of legislators, um, sometimes it's a career for them, of course, of course. But right. for a lot of them, it's, it's they probably could make more money in the private sector. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of great people mm -hmm. on both sides. And um, – it's just the ideology, though. I'm I'm proud to be a Republican. Mm -hmm. um, I'm proud to rep represent um, free enterprise. I remember Dennis when you told me um, Rich DeVos is still as like his legacy is still living on with Mel Trotter yes. because his foundation is still helping you. Right. I bring that story up after you told me that because um, sometimes the other side um, gets a little bit harder hard on DeVos's, mm -hmm. and they're good. It's a good family, good people. Um, I met, he was to me, he was my hero because I met him <laughs> a few times, and um, he he owned a restaurant before he owned Amway, and he he said he, he knew, of course, that we owned restaurants. He said, "How come everybody has to eat out at six o'clock?" He said, "Why is everybody so?" <laughs> <laughs> That's so, rush. Yeah, yeah. So he was just. Um, and one time I went down to an event, and he had his bodyguards with him, and I cut in and just shook his hand and said, I just want to say it's an honor to meet you, Mr. Voss. He says, no, it's an honor to meet you. Mm. Wow. And so yes. I just I just think um, both parties, do, we do get most of the votes down there. Um, you see a lot of green that are unanimous. Mm. Most of the votes are. Now, there are some contentious votes. Right. And um, 
but I say 80% aren't. That's wow. Great. Yeah. I know. Oh, and yeah. people don't know that. Yeah, no, they right. don't because the media only tells us exactly. about the 20%. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's really great. So um, I kind of want to piggyback or, or, you know, I guess um, pivot a little bit to your restaurant. Right. I know that right. that's you, you said, you know, um, I need a the, sizzler. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. I know. You said, you know, the legislative work that you do, that's um, I mean, that bless you for giving half of it back to, you know, um, to, to, to people in need. So Thank your you. real passion, one of your real passions and, and your real job, if you will, I use quotations, is running a restaurant. So can you talk to us a little bit about what that's been like over the last two and a half years? I know oh, that yeah. it's so, you are so about caring for your staff. And so if you just want to share with us how it's been and how um, you're doing. Well, thanks for asking that. Um, well, it was like, um, Pastor Mark came on the first day we had to close, and we said a prayer for us. Um, mm. uh, he's pastor from Jenison, and he came out of nowhere, just just knowing we're closing. I remember Noel when when um, we said that prayer. We were round table number seventeen, and I remember we had our heads down, bowing, and her, a tear hit her, hit hit the floor from her because she know this is her career. And so this 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 COVID, we didn't know about getting assistance from the governor, government, excuse me, you, we, we didn't know what our future was. Mm -hmm. And we did have to close two restaurants um, because of COVID. I would say not all COVID, some of it's bad management, so that's on me, on, on bad management. But we did have to close two restaurants. Takeout, cash restaurants aren't built for takeout. Yeah. Right. Um, so Culver's were flourishing. But ours, I mean, we, our one restaurant and lost seventy thousand dollars during in one month. Wow. Our, our Muskegon wow. restaurant, yeah. And I, don't, I still, I mean, I'm not a dumb human being, but I still don't know how much how we lost that much money. Right. But we, um, but I don't want anybody to feel sorry for us. We did get some PPP money to help us get through this. Mm -hmm. uh, the government was there for these closed businesses. I don't blame President Trump. I don't blame Governor Whitmer for closing us. This was an unknown virus that right. was mm -hmm. killing people and was serious. Yeah. So we took it seriously. We wore our mask. Um, actually, I actually came out with a governor on a mask mandate and um, got beat up quite a bit by mm -hmm. my fellow uh, Republican uh, colleagues. Yeah. But um, I check, you know, I, I'm... If I'm checking a homeless, I'm going to check with Dennis. But if I'm going to check into Mass, I check with CEOs of hospitals, and I check yes. with doctors. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they said at that time, Mass do save lives. And so I trust doctors. Yeah. Right. And I've been, I trust doctors. I think President Trump did a great job with Operation Warp Speed. Um, the vaccine mm -hmm. is saving millions of lives. I, it is. I, I've got my vaccines, and, um, and so I think— um, we just there's a lack of trust for government and that's sad because you know government is really i mean me i'm tommy brand government is me mm -hmm. but i'm still part of you i'm still right. a, I'm, I'm still a citizen just like you yeah. are i'm not yeah. i'm not like uh against you i'm mm -hmm. i'm i'm yeah. for you yeah, yeah. yeah. well and i love to watch you uh, as a leader i love to you know I've, I've been in your restaurant and i've seen you bussing tables yeah. <laughs> right. And and your name is on the sign and yeah. yet you'll bust tables. And I can remember, I don't know if you remember this, but several years ago when I was giving you a tour, we were giving you a tour of Mel Trotter. Yeah, I remember. And we ran into somebody that used to work mm -hmm. at your restaurant. Wyatt. That was, yep, yeah. that was now experiencing homelessness. And you took so much time 
you spent so much time with him and it was genuine care and affection. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't just, oh, this might look good to talk to Wyatt. Mm-hmm. You genuinely knew him and cared about him. And I just as as a as a fellow leader, I really admire that about you and mm-hmm. learn from you on that. Wyatt he would he lost his license because of um driving impaired and he never got it back and he didn't, he didn't want it back so yeah. he would ride in snowstorms because he lived right down the street from a restaurant like 68 so it'd be about two miles three miles in winter and it, he'd come in and he'd have like ice on it oh, okay. <laughs> oh uh, no but that, he'd never miss work so um, yeah he just had um got a little got in a little trouble and he had some bad luck so mm-hmm. yeah. so you know i love wyatt and um we during covid back to covid when we were mm. closed our jander um, we didn't need a jander. <laughs> I mean, we were right. close. So. Um, but he, um, uh, we just let him stay in our restaurant, and um, and he, he's, he, he, that was his home for almost a year. Wow. wow. So yeah, so we, you know, we fed him. I'm not trying to be a big martyr or anything, but we right. fed him and and kept him warm and um, and, and gave him some cash if he did some work. But yeah, it's um, life is not easy no it's it not isn't. right yeah you know and i think that's that right we say it all the time like life is not easy and it's even harder when you don't have supports right i right. mean that's that's why many of the mm. folks that we serve are mm. in the position that they're in is they they don't have relationships and so you know just to to hear your story of how you you know you you've walked alongside people that are you know going through tough times and you're their support and so they've been able to get on the other side of it and it's just a mm-hmm. testament to what that means to have those healthy supports so again Again, thank you for for who you are as a human being, and yeah. So, is there? I know that there's a re-election coming up, right? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, I'm running for senator. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, you know, like I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't always like this job, but um, <laughs> I mean, it's not because. And I own a bar, and I'm used to people, you know, bad mouthing me and stuff, and. From and actually being bar fights, I got nine stitches in my head from bar fights and stuff. So oh, wow. I'm a I'm a fighter, but I am, um, you know I I'm part of we our new district is going to be Kentwood, Wyoming, Granville, mm-hmm. and I'm going against an incumbent. So it's going to be a tough race, and it's you know I it's, I think I have a chance, mm-hmm. um, but if I don't win. Um, now, there's always something else to do in my restaurant, but right. I've been there 50 years, but um. Wow. You know, I'm at the crossroads of my life, and um, I use a lot of my restaurant experiences in my decision making because mm-hmm. it's not just about profit, a restaurant. It's about human beings. And yes. I remember uh, one of my servers who, if, if if you came in tonight, she'd be working. She's a superstar, great greatest mm-hmm. server, one of the greatest. But she was doing heroin in my parking lot about four years ago, and wow. I caught her. I was so naive. She said she had it up doing it in her arm, and she said, oh, I'm a diabetic, but um, but we got her help from um, Cherry Health, another organization yeah. that's a good organization, yes. and she's really turned it around. Good. So I, I bring that to Lansing. I just bring just Real life. life yeah, experiences. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of life experience owning a bar and a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good and bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see every every section of humanity, right? You to, do. To your point, you see you the do. good and bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I have one last question for you. Sure. At the beginning, you said you were married for 48 years. Right. I've been married for 24 years. 
So what advice do you have for me, for Adrian, for anybody that's listening? How do you, how do you stay married for 48 years? Like, what's the secret? Well, I mean, I know your wife gave you a really bad sleeping bag, but yeah. other than that, other than that, she what's tried the to secret? Make it Forty-seven, but she, <laughs> she didn't work. But um, just marry the really and Sue. Sue, she's on National Ski Patrol. Just, oh. just marry a nice human being, and I've just married a nice human being, and. Um, she sacrificed a lot for me for from working because I, mm-hmm. I for I closed for thirty years I closed my bar at two in the morning to get home at two three um, I'd be there ten to two two in the morning I'm not kidding and wow so she sacrificed a lot for um for me but but we I think part of the success is that she's her own woman I mean, mm-hmm. or she's her own and she's her own human being and. And um, if she goes skiing on a weekend, she doesn't have to ask permission, and yeah. and she and we work to work together to you know love each other. We still work together to have our separate lives at times, mm-hmm. which isn't bad because she's she's um, helped save lives and be a national ski patroller. Yeah, wow, amazing. she's got yeah, her she numbers, which means like she's like in the hall of fame of of, of it. So wow, wow, yeah. that's her, amazing. Is, yeah, yeah, she is an amazing woman. Thank you so much for just sharing, sharing, you know, your story and, and your heart. And yeah, it's just been really great. And I hope the, yeah. the listeners uh, take away some good nuggets. So thank you very much for doing this. And uh, that is the end of episode three for uh, Everyday Humanity. And um, I'm pretty sure we're going to have you back at some point. So this was really, really good. And uh, thank you for listening. And um, we'll talk to you again later. Mm-hmm.